0: Oh, man. I am still annoyed by the story that I just shared with you. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, the audience doesn't know what's happening. I I think the context is you just have to be careful with the people you allow around you. That's all I'm going to give. Because, I, I mean, granted, I don't think my sister listens to this. Um, oh, my goodness. I, 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 hey, look, I'm spilling tea. I know my sister doesn't listen to this podcast, but... Based off the information that I recently heard, I'm very upset and very bothered, and that's all I'm going to say, so.
1: Yeah, I think that's appropriate.
0: Shoutouts to my sister, but just know that I'm wagging my finger at you, and I'm wagging, and I should be doing more than wagging, but right now I'm wagging. (laughs) That's all I can do.
1: We can't get you to to wag, so we we gotta stop it immediately.
0: What does that mean? <laughs>
1: that you're just you know shaming your sister right now. Just stop wagging.
0: I'm I'm not shaming her. I'm not shaming her. She didn't do anything wrong.
1: So what? So what are you wagging?
0: Whoops! Am I wagging? I wagging? said. I said. What? I said. I am. What? I am wagging at the oh circumstances Lord. that my sister is in. And once again, the audience is in no context. I'm not going to go there because I'm not going to exert that energy. Just know that I am very ashamed of the current update that I've received about um, her and her circumstance. That's it. That's all I'm going to give. Um, well, What did they say on the internet? If you know, you know. There it is. Yep. <laughs> The audience is like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? Look, I I don't want to... Sometimes you
1: just need to talk, just to talk, so let it out. Right. Let it out. I'm sure they understand. Yeah, just let
0: it out. And the fact that in the year of our Lord, 2021, people still do not believe in this vaccine or believe in COVID boggles the mind. Because if you don't believe in COVID, yet you're taking tests every week out of employment, then is the test a hoax? or you know that you need your job, so you're just following on protocol, even though you believe that the shit ain't real. Like, make it make sense to me. Because realistically, if you don't believe in COVID, then why would you get a test? Because apparently this thing ain't real. But I'm the fool. Well, anyway, let's just just get started. Cause who child, the human race is a mind boggling place.
1: The end of days are coming.
0: Oh, oh, they're already here. Oh, they're here? My bad. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see.
1: I didn't, I didn't know Walking Dead was here already.
0: You didn't get the calendar invite? You didn't get the iCal? Okay, Mm-mm. gotcha. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The, the new season of Walking Dead is, is premiering live <laughs> on Earth. So just... You don't need to turn on TV. Just look outside your window.
1: I do I, not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Zero out of ten, okay? Ignorance. Just slide it right in, didn't you?
0: Nope, don't do that. Skrt, Queen of the block.
1: I am evolving, okay?
0: Alright, here we go again. Welcome everyone to another episode of our podcast, Sophisticated Ignorance. What is good? Whoop, whoop. I am Vixen J. It's your girl, Rovi. And we are here, we are alive we are breathing even though we might we're be vaccinated exhausted. we are big vax is big vax up in this house uh unlike some folks out here uh <laughs> if, if you're not <laughs> we're not gonna shame don't shame, no no don't shame no anymore. i'm not i'm well you know what it's not a matter of shaming it's just a matter of and we talked about this on the show if you are not vaccinated or if that is your choice you know funny enough um I recently was listening to an episode of The Grapevine. The Grapevine is um, a show that has like a panel-style amount of people talking about different topics. And one of the topics that they talked about recently was about vaccine hesitation. And you know, a lot of people on the panel, I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but a lot of people on the panel were just talking about their iterations of why vaccine hesitancy is dangerous and a matter of misinformation and all these things. And all I'm going to say is, if you have made the choice that you are not ready for the vaccine or you're not getting vaxxed at all, so if you're in between vaccine hesitancy and anti-vax period, then you need to be mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with. And you need to be mindful of who you are around in the sense of safety, right? Because there are some people who are very, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, Immune compromised, immuno immuno compromised,
1: compromised.
0: There's a lot of people who are immunocompromised. There's a lot of people who have a lot of health issues. There's some people who, you know, have a higher risk of catching something. So if you decide that you're going to troll the world and not be vaccinated and now surround yourself with someone else who may not be vaccinated, you are bringing a higher chance of that person that you're surrounding yourself with catching COVID, regardless of if you believe in the shit or not. That's all I'm going to say. So please don't do that. I mean.
1: I mean, we've said this many times before, like it's a choice if you want to get vaccinated or not, but don't put other people at risk. It's like having a gun at someone's head and you have the choice to load it with bullets or not, like at that point, because if you're not being proactive to actually save other people. You know, just for the sake of human decency and you are out here maliciously trying to be a super spreader, then, yeah, shame on you.
0: At least wear a mask. At least if you don't even believe, if you don't believe in COVID or whatever the fuck, either stay home or wear a mask when you're outside. I mean, that that is the only default answer I have for people. Uh, thankfully, I don't have much people around me who are like on some, oh, I don't believe in COVID because the fuck. Um but yeah, that's my PSA for today, and uh, yeah, just don't bring that shit around me. Um, <laughs> don't don't bring you that are shit around.
1: Perturbed. me. You I are
0: am perturbed. irate. <laughs> you have no idea. And based off of what I told you, you would be irate too. That's all I have to say. But yeah. we're moving on because I don't want to entertain the audience with context that they don't have. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of irate, let's talk about someone that's gotten everyone buzzed. Um, We're going to talk about R. Kelly. And um, recently, he um, has been convicted of a whole bunch of crimes. Um, And, you know, R. Kelly has been just a running conversation for the past however much decades uh, between all the things that he's done, especially to little black girls and um, other victims that have been affected by his actions. And recently, he has been uh, convicted of sex trafficking And other uh, violations, uh, such as racketeering, uh, sexual exploitation of children, kidnapping, forced labor, and all these things. So, you know, with that verdict coming in, uh, the bigger thing is like, all right, he's going to be finally um, serving time for his crimes. And justice, some level of justice has been served, uh, you know, in accordance to his victims. But there's one tweet that actually... Um, I came across, and there's a lot of R. Kelly sympathizers. Uh, uh, I saw a tweet that um, called them the P-Hive, which I thought was very funny.
1: What is it called?
0: Someone called R. Kelly supporters the P-Hive, and that made me chuckle. It made me chuckle vigorously.
1: I think in all the years of my life, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Wow,
0: that's the most ridiculous. <laughs> you. It has
1: me sneezing. Sorry, excuse me.
0: Because you're allergic to the bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the pee hype. What? You know what? I'm so mad. Why are? Never mind. I'm going off on. What? What? No, go on. <laughs> I'm mad because there's so many ways we can be more proactive and creative, and this is the shit that we always come up with. Like, with... look,
0: man. As long as the internet is free, people are going to make jokes. So there's that. But anyway, so uh, there are a lot of R. Kelly sympathizers, uh, especially celebrities who feel like he's gotten a bad shake with this whole trial. Uh, One of them being Chuck D. And Chuck D. recently said, um, and he's talking, he's giving context to R. Kelly and his upbringing and how that has affected this whole case. But he says, Abusing his youth and addict as an adult, Ike Turner served 18 months in prison. Rick James did similar time. I came out a changed, positive human being. How long should R. Kelly spend in prison? And does a U.S. system, and does a U.S.A. system, which that's just not proper English in itself, um, <laughs> and does a U.S.A. system give a man a chance for a man to change his world around? That last sentence made zero sense, um, but he's basically saying, does the U.S. system give a man a chance to change his world around or for him to redeem himself? Somebody responded to that tweet saying from church culture to hip hop, girlhood to adulthood, never once have I known our communities to miss an opportunity to script a man's redemption story at the expense of a woman. So that's really just, you know, the premise of this case and just like the bigger topic at hand where it's like, I mean, R Kelly is a very special case because as I said, we all know the type of crimes that he's done. There's been documentaries, mm-hmm. constant news stories you know, it's it is music. So
1: it's been going on for decades now.
0: Decades, right. So it's so my thing is it's that, you know, as I said, you have these sympathizers. Even Bill Cosby was another person who came out mind you, this is Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, the same man that has multiple victims saying that he has, you know, sexually assaulted them and, you know, drugged them and all these things. It's just like he had the nerve to say that R. Kelly got railroaded in his verdict, mm. which is just the coal calling the kettle black. I mean, or this case, no, I was going to make a bad joke. Th- doesn't matter. The point being yes. is, um, I was going to say it's the pudding calling the jello. Gentle- <laughs>
1: you couldn't ah. stop yourself. That's another train track. You couldn't <laughs> stop yourself. I did the
0: mm. woo. <laughs> it is the jello <laughs> okay. calling the pudding the pudding oh, okay. a snack. All right. Anyway, the point being is, the point being is, it's just that you have these sympathizers that are coming to R. Kelly's aid. Um, And it's just wild because, you know, R. Kelly can be facing up to life in prison, which rightfully he deserves. Um, And, you know, we take so much, I mean, I I guess especially these uh, celebrities, they pacify him and, you know, they talk about redemption but no one talks about the victims. And I think that's really the bigger point here is like, why do we do that? Why do we, as this is only be said on Twitter, why do we script a man's redemption over the expense of a woman or expense of the victims in this case? You could chime in.
1: I, I think at that point, because Chuck D it it didn't hit home for him it wasn't somebody close to home for him this is why he's not going to defend the victims it wasn't his daughter it wasn't his his mom, his sister, his aunt somebody who's close to him so it did not register with him to say hey someone like R. Kelly who uses his fame who uses his name to go against impressionable girls and have his way with them and do all kinds of sex trafficking, uh, abusing girls. Uh, of course, when we were younger, we were first exposed to it. I was first exposed to it with a uh, star and Buckwild when they um, came out with him peeing on young lady, a 14 year old girl. And at that time, nobody even took that seriously. And that yeah. was a cry for help at that time. And that was what more than, was decades ago and nobody took that as a cry for help so in that aspect i think if somebody doesn't resonate to the victim side they would never and they wouldn't understand what a victim actually goes through and in that essence you know this is why it was such a strong outcry of all the victims of r kelly to come out with all of these documentaries so they can have a voice and a platform to say what their side of the story was and uh it's a significant uh, movement for the Me Too movement as well too, for black women in the entertainment and music industry to finally find justice so they can see that their voice means something in regards to someone who has all these accolades, all these hit songs, all this fame, all this money, and, you know, the entire team around him. So now, now is the, t- the chance for victims to actually speak up on their voices. And the, the problem that, Chuck D doesn't realize is that there's a victim to victimizer cycle. Like right. at the time, he's not even thinking about all he wants. To, oh, R. Kelly's been knocking out music and he's the greatest of all time. Blah blah blah. Twelve place, stepping in the name with love. Yada yada yada. We need to save him. But how can we save somebody who doesn't even know how to save themselves? Not saying it's an excuse for his behavior, but Hard. it's like how wh- why are you not seeing anything wrong with what he did? You're not even addressing the actual problem you're just saying we need to save him because my man's put out hits did you miss the bigger issue are are you are you pretending to be blind to the bigger issue
0: right and then that just goes under the category of separating the art from the artist right you know same thing with bill cosby where it's like oh he's mr huxtable oh how are we treating him this way he was such he was america's dad and you know these allegations are just coming from a Malice place for all these victims. All now, all of a sudden, coming out and saying the same thing. So Bill Cosby got treated the same way, right? And even people closest to him, you know, came out with the same rhetoric of, oh, well, you know, we just don't know the full story and stuff like that. But then Bill Cosby did his jail time, and boom, you know what I mean? So it it's just, it just comes down to the fact that you know, even with the evidence clearly being placed in front of people and people, you know, idolizing these type of celebrities, right? Um, R. Kelly's been idolized for so long. And actually, uh, someone recently shared an article with me um, when it came to R. Kelly about um, the singer Sparkle. Sparkle is a singer Mm -hmm. back in the 90s, and she has been whistleblowing R. Kelly ever since because there was allegations at the time that R. Kelly, like was sexually inappropriate with her niece. And now Mm. 20 20 some odd years later, it's like, yo, I've been telling y'all, right? And granted, you know, now, I mean, even, you know, with the concept of Me Too happening within the past 10 years or so, you know, stories about, like, these type of stories are more um, elevated now than in the past. But it shouldn't take someone, like coming out with this type of story or coming up with this type of notion years ago for it to now have that type of impact. But unfortunately, I guess as as a society, we were prepared to have those conversations or if the conversations were had, they were pushed under the rug, everyone had a justification for the person, everyone went to their defense.
1: It's funny that you said that it's pushed underneath the rug because it's the amount of people that were around Art Kelly throughout his like entire career who enabled him and you know, his closest friends would hold, I guess, secrets, you know, of course they seen what's going on behind the scenes. There's mm-hmm. no way that they, they did not know what was going down after a concert or before or whatever it's going on. They saw what he was doing. They probably made some justification to his behavior and they didn't do anything to intervene about it. And with you saying, um, you know, Sparkle and her niece say and saying, you know, oh, look, uh, he's, he's abusing us and the allegations were out there. You know, it's like, historically, every time a black woman or a woman of color says something about uh, abuse, it seems to always be, you know, ignored. Like, just straight up ignored or disregarded. And any accusation that they bring up, uh, Oh, no, it's it's probably not true. But if R. Kelly had touched uh, uh, Becky or mm-hmm. somebody in that aspect, just like um, uh whole boy Bill, it would have been a bigger riot at a much quicker date. But because this has been going on for so long, it's just like a, a, a wound that was not even healed, a non-healing wound. This was going on for years and years and years with the same women saying the same story, the same setup, the same age range. And nobody believed any of these women of color. Correct. At all. Yeah. At all.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, um, so the article that I was referring to is from The Cut. So I'm just going to read an excerpt from that article because um, you were mentioning, you know, the concept of not of people not believing her or just that in general. Um, so I just want to read a quick excerpt. So the interviewer asks sparkle in the interview, um, you were ringing the alarm bell for a full 15 years before the me too movement when allegations 15 against fifteen years, 15 years, yeah,
1: 15 years.
0: Right. Ugh. Um, yeah, you were ringing the alarm bell for a full 15 years before the allegations against powerful men were even more readily, readily dismissed. And she says, it felt like I was carrying this on my back alone. And even when Me Too came around, I didn't think it was for black women. We are so marginalized. We don't get the same Mm. support white women do. We're treated Mm. at the bottom of the bottom. Had Robert targeted white girls, trust and believe, there would have been an army behind them. So exactly what you're saying.
1: Wow. She said the same
0: exact thing in that article. I'm
1: floored. I'm on the floor. It's the the truth. It's truth. It's the truth. Big facts. Historically, they don't believe black women. If If we say... Uh, back in the day, if we we're like, "Oh, massa raped us in the back." They're not going to believe the black woman, like, period. Wow. But I'm, I'm just, it's the truth. No,
0: I, I said wow because we threw about the slavery, but carry.
1: On. Uh, well, it. it
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm, it's always slavery.
1: I'm not, not always slavery, but historically, women, black women, voices are not heard. All, anything that we try to say, or any mm-hmm. type of accusations that we're trying to bring truth into light, it's always downplayed, and it's 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 been that way historically throughout time, right. and to this day. Look, recently now with R. Kelly, like,
0: <sighs> yeah, it's a it's a constant struggle, and you know, kind of sim- kind of harkening back to our episode before when it came to like lost girls and stuff where we saw the disparities between, you know, lost black girls versus lost white girls. And just the, just the general depiction of how, you know, missing people of color are seen a certain way versus missing, mm-hmm. you know, non-people of color are seen a different way. This is the same thing in this case. Like, if all of R. Kelly's victims were white, this, mm-hmm. this would... He would be in jail as we speak. He would have been convicted um, back in the '90s, and we wouldn't even <laughs> have this conversation.
1: I wouldn't. Ne- there would have been no chocolate factory, no stepping in the name of love. None. It would have been no. no toot toot, no beat beat, and it's sad. He got some hits too. Damn of that co- motherfucker! And
0: and, I, and wild enough. I mean, yes, of course he has hits. We uh, people with ears are not going to deny the hits. But funny enough, I was actually uh, out at karaoke with um, some coworkers. And this white guy who was at the bar, um, he requested an R. Kelly song. And when it came on, me and this other black guy that was there, because um, at this point all my coworkers were white. Um, <laughs> um, I was the only black guy amongst the group. But uh, me and this other black guy who were at the bar was just like, nah, bro, you can't do that. Like, you can't play. Like, read, read the country right now. Like, playing R. Kelly is just not okay, karaoke or not. And the white guy was like, oh, yeah, no, but this is a pop. You know how white guys talk, I guess. Um, But ultimately, it's like, all right, if that person, you know, is thinking that same rhetoric of like, oh, well, you know, it's just karaoke. R. Kelly has some good songs, blah, blah, blah. And not the bigger picture of morally is just not. it shouldn't be okay to, like, play his music in karaoke form or not. It's just the sentiment of, like, hey, this guy has done a lot of fucked up shit, especially to, like, black little girls. Like, the notion of you even thinking, like, okay, I need to support this guy. Now, granted, yes, playing his song in the karaoke bars, not giving him any royalties. Because, as we have recently learned about Relly, as I call him, um, his net worth is negative two million. And declining. Like, I have more money in my pocket than R. Kelly, and that gives me joy (laughs) (laughs) it gives me joy because he's big broke and mood won't hit for him that's the mood um but for me it's just like even outside of his net worth it's just the fact that he's been profiting off of his name and stuff for so long and he has had others especially the our aunties um the aunt kelly's uh that have been supporting him and you know i think it's a It's definitely about time that, you know, this trial has happened and that he's getting, um, you know, his punishment that he deserves, but also the victims, right? And even kind of going back to this tweet where, you know, T talks about, okay, his redemption and, you know, he deserves a second chance like like all these other examples that he gave. Let's think about it this way, right? And this is the thing that people don't recognize. It's like, yes, you advocate that he should be redeemed. At the end of the day, the crime still happened. These victims have still been affected. They have to still live with this trauma. And the unfortunate part about it is is that there are some people who, even after hearing this verdict, are are not even, like, overjoyed. They probably, if anything, it probably brings them back to that, that space where it's like, A, after all this time, finally this is happening, or B, where it's like, even him going to jail is just not satisfaction enough for what they've been through right and we don't factor that in it was like all right we're so concerned about the guy being redeemed what about the victims how are they going to finally get over their trauma if anything with him being with him facing jail time is this like the beginning stages for these victims to heal right but no one's caring about the victims they don't care right and it sucks because you know especially in a high value case with this type of celebrity you just don't consider everyone else that has had to now come on to the you know, come on to the court, have to recall their tale, recall their story, rehash and relive all of this shit over again. You mm-hmm. know just to even that just that rehashing of the events is already traumatic enough. And then you're hoping that your story, amongst others, are gonna lead to a conviction. Right? Heaven forbid they, they didn't find him guilty. Can you imagine? So I mean, we really have to be more mindful of how, um, as I said, victims of these abusers how they're affected by these type of cases.
1: I one thing I think I saw a an article or a post or something and. I don't know what you called them, Ma- Ron- ranties, whatever. It's the older generations who loved Aunt Kellys. Uh, I don't know what you, them. <laughs> oh. you call them. Oh, you <laughs> I, always make up words. I, 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 I,
0: I call them Aunt Kellys, but yes. Ranty Whoever
1: they are. Too. Older <laughs> women who enjoyed his music during that generation. And yeah, I mean, there was a point in my, in my life that I enjoyed R. Kelly as well. Of too,
0: course. I know. mean, we, all, we but... all grew up in the 90s. I mean, for those who have grown up in the 90s, yes, we have experienced R. Kelly. Hell, my graduation song was I Believe I Can Fly. Half of the country's graduation song was I Believe I Can Fly. So yes, we are not dismissing the fact that R. Kelly had, had an impact at some point in our lives. That's not the, the, that's not the, the argument here. But carry on.
1: I was saying I was I saw one of these pictures of a woman who was distraught hearing the guilty verdict and not distraught for the victims. And it was a black woman older crying her tears out for R. Kelly's sake. Mm. And that just that triggered me because I'm thinking, you know, what if it was your daughter or where is the solitude behind black women, again, not being validated for their truths or not having their voices heard or being victims and not finding any type of resolution. But you are red eyes, red eyes. You can see the visual tears, the distraught on her face. And of course, that's an opportunity for any camera person to take a photo op of to see that there is support for r kelly but it is from our sisters our sisters the same ones that he's abusing how how do they how do they not see that there's a disconnect somewhere with that how do you not have some kind of empathy for somebody who looks like you who probably goes through the same struggle that you do and you're still supporting somebody who abuses them.
0: Right, but to your point, they're not I mean, yes, they're supporting R Kelly or the advocate for R Kelly.
1: No, they are it's a straight support for R Kelly. It's it's not for the victim. It, and if you I need to know if you have an argument saying that they are supporting victims in that aspect because it does not look so.
0: No. Sorry. Absolutely not. No, they are so caught up with R. Kelly's impact on their lives—that there's that they've been blinded to everything else. They've been blinded to the allegations. They've been blinded to the victim stories. This is very similar to um, Nikki, Nicki Minaj and um, Jennifer Jennifer uh, Pau. Oh, for, forgive me if I forgot her last name, but this is very similar to that circumstance where there's clearly a story of uh, Jennifer accusing Nicki Minaj's husband for um abusing her or raping her and nikki and this other dude are now like trying to cover up the story trying to pay her off and her family and all these things and she recently went on the reel to talk about that situation and the barbs who are a fucking cult at this point went to attack her right and my thing is is that why are we so quick to shut down other people's stories of being abused because we feel like or certain people feel like, oh, it's just a ploy for them to get paid or, or them to get, like, their 15 minutes. And it's like, no, that is not, that's not the story. That's not the case here, right? Like, why, why? I mean, and, you know, I feel like certain people are just quick to make the excuse where it's like, oh, that person's just lying because they're trying to get ABC. And it's like, no, because they, they gain nothing no one there's no game for someone how is, it, how
1: is it a lie with multitude there is too many voices for it to be a coincidence like this is not a just matter of fact thing and you mm-hmm. know what even if you know a lot of people say oh so if that didn't happen his name is tarnished r kelly's name has never been tarnished clearly if you can't see mm-hmm. he has still sold records he still was on award shows, uh, chucking and jiving, doing whatever he got to do, toot toot and beep beeping, features with bow wow and everybody else, all kinds of jack. So he he didn't even get a slap on the wrist.
0: No, no, he did not, absolutely not. Uh, I just wanted to correct myself. Uh, the name of the girl is Jennifer Howe, um, Jennifer Ho or Jennifer Howe, and she was the one that the people on the read um interviewed not the read sorry the real sorry uh kid (laughs) fury and crystal did not interview this young girl uh the real she was the one that went to real and had that uh interview about what Nicki minaj and her husband were doing and i didn't get uh, to see that one a lot of people are saying which i personally believe is true that Nicki minaj is purposely trying to deter us from hearing jennifer's story because she's really just trying to cover up her legal issues. So, like, the whole thing with that tweet that went... The whole thing with the tweet Possibly. about the cousin's boyfriend, whatever, is supposed to be distracting Possibly. us from yep. that legal trouble. And, I mean, at this point, it's like, I wouldn't put anything past her. Or I wouldn't this petty and nigga. That was,
1: br- that was a brilliant move, if that was the case. Because that had mm-hmm. the other people talking about something else. Why was like, brilliant. look over there! Wild- oh, look!
0: Look over there! Oh, look, no, my, look! Look over there! Oh, look, my brother's... Cousins, brothers, balls. Look at that. Don't look at the, the allegations. <laughs> and it's just like, yo it's just the
1: buffoonery.
0: The buffoonery, the shenanigans, is all of it where once again these celebrities feel like they're just holier than that. Above it all. Right. Yeah. And but but the thing is, and I and I was thinking about this the other day, is it the audience or is it the fans that create this influence for the or the celebrities, or do the celebrities create this influence that the fans follow, right? Because at some point, it's like, you know, uh, at some point, it's the audience or the fans themselves who are putting these celebrities on these higher pedestals, so if something does happen, or if there are some allegations of them doing wrong, now everyone is going to advocate for them because these fans, quote, quote, know the celebrity, they, they would never think that they would do anything wrong? Or is the celebrity creating this this stature that now fans are kind of, like, flocking to? I, I I don't know which one to kind of navigate or which one to kind of lean to. Or oh, where it begins. Right. Is it, like, it's the fans feeding the celebrity or is the celebrity feeding the fans? Mm-hmm. Or is, if anything, it's a vicious cycle, right? Yeah. The fans prop up the celebrity, they get bigger. As the celebrity gets bigger, they now, you know... They now catered their image for the fans to eat up. And now the fans are gonna believe that and take it all in. And now it just keeps going. So anything that tries to penetrate that cycle is now being rejected. Once again, the fact that, you know, Nicki Minaj's fans attacked this girl for her allegations or attacked her for her story. Like, y- y'all gotta be sick. And this is the same thing with these Ronties. That's that's a trademark. Uh, <laughs> these Whoa, R. Kelly aunties God. that are freaking out here defending R. Kelly like a boondocks episode. I, I I don't know, man. It's scary times. It's real scary times. And I'm just hoping that, you know, what can we do? I'm just hoping to think of what can we do to prevent this from happening again. If anything, I mean, thankfully, articles like the one with Sparkle helped to... You know, bolster the stories of victims, and maybe that just needs to be done more. You know, doc, but we have documentaries, we had articles, we had all these things, and people still don't believe that shit. So, mm-hmm. what do we do?
1: I think in today's society, I have to say that a lot of people are more vocal than in, in previous years. Yeah, because yeah, back in the day, this would be hush hush. Uh, and that's exactly what went on with R. Kelly. Even if R. Kelly touched you in your no-no zone, he's still R. Kelly. Keep your mm-hmm. mouth shut. Like that—that that was the norm. But now people are are more aware, especially you know the new generation, mm-hmm. and willing to speak out and let their truths be known. And you know they have different platforms now—social media platforms everywhere. I know right now there's like this big movement with um uh, a Grace Kelly song where people are always singing their truths. And putting up um, their words. So, like, mm-hmm. little avenues like that are getting people to speak up more. People, More people are watching. People are aware. So, I am hopeful that in the future, like, something like this wouldn't get this far out of control at all. Especially mm-hmm. for black women. Especially if a black woman says, hey, look at me. Somebody's hurting me. I am being harmed. And I need help. That somebody will be listening and saying, "I will help you out." You know what I mean? And I was even talking to my mom recently. Like, I don't know. It just it just boggles my mind. Like, what What is your mom's
0: opinions about our? There
1: is still no protect. Hold on, before we go there. There's still no protection of the black women. I just recently look at all these news. Platforms, there are men that are just walking and trying to break into women's homes. There's a man robbing a woman in the middle of the street and beating her. And there are nobody protecting us. Like people were just standing around. I told my mom, no one could even throw a bottle at the guy, even if they didn't want to get shot or something. Or they see a man following a woman home. It's like everybody's just trying to throw, turn a blind eye. And I'm not trying to make it about race, but it is about race. Yeah, they don't. They, there's no need to protect a black woman. There is no, there is no utter ounce of step forward or like. And this is why we have to always try to be on the defense, because we got to protect ourselves first. Correct. We got to protect our person.
0: Thousand so. percent. I thousand percent agree with you. Um, so yes, I was trying to ask you just now. What is um, your mom's thoughts about R. Kelly? You want a Caribbean
1: woman's perspective? An older Caribbean woman perspective? Sure.
0: Yes. Is your mama ronty?
1: I'm going to give just two words for you. Bun him.
0: Oh, okay. I like that. Yep. That's the appropriate answer. That is the number one answer on the board. Bun him. Good. I like that. That should be the episode title.
1: (laughs) Bun him. That That can be taken... <laughs> In so many contexts, but
0: yeah, we're not gonna. Do I'll,
1: al- that. No. I'll I'll allow you to have a poetic license.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not gonna title the episode that. But I mean, okay, well, you know, thankfully your mom has some level of sense to recognize his wrongs and and condemn him. But most most aunts or most aunties won't think that way. You know, I saw a clip, and similar to you, I saw a clip of this um, woman outside of the courthouse. Like saying, "Yo, free R. Kelly," or, or "Let him free," or he ain't doing nothing wrong, and she's just screaming to avoid. I mean, there's people out there with her, but she's just yelling to avoid. And it just, I just don't get it. I just don't get how people, especially celebrities, how celebrities are capable of creating such a stature or status for themselves, where they're impenetrable, or, or just, you know. Yeah, they're just, um, people just put them on a pedestal where they can do no wrong or harm or anything like that. And it's scary. And, you know, once again, we live in a very social media world. So even to your point where you were talking about how, um, you know, women coming out with their stories and that they should be heard and how the internet may adversely react to those stories. Because, you know, there, there was a movement talking about believe her, you know. Especially when it comes to victims of sexual assault and abuse. And it's like, yo, when someone says they've been through something, believe them, right? But then you always have those outliers who say, like, oh, well, we don't know the full story. We don't know what happened. We weren't there. And niggas want to play fucking legal advocates all of a sudden. Every time a black woman especially comes forth with some type of truth. But, you know, even outside of social media, because you have to extract those type of people. But... I feel like there are some people who do advocate or do grow up their way to help um, victims in these cases, but you just never hear, you hear the side of the victims, but it's not as glorified as the accuser. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, instead of, instead of the news, all right, yes, the news, yes, R. Kelly gets, you know, sentenced and convicted of all these things. Why aren't we bolstering the victims in a sense of like hey all right these victims finally could get a sense of relief or or trauma or if anything talking to the victims again and saying like all right similarly what the similar to um sparkle being interviewed and of course this is up to this is up to the discretion of said victims talking to them and getting their thoughts and their reactions and you know if anything garnering that sympathy for these people who have been affected by this person Right? Why aren't we focusing more on them and more focused on, oh, our Kelly's going to jail. He's going to spend all this time. And in that time, is he going to come back a changed person? And with that change, you know, should he be redeemed? Like, we're just, we're angling this to the wrong person, right? Because at the end of the day, he did what he did. He's going to serve his time. And in jail, people will probably won't forget about him. But he's going to be doing his own thing over there. Meanwhile, these victims still have to live their day-to-day lives and try to get over their trauma. So why aren't we advocating for them? Why aren't we sharing their stories? Why aren't we sending them a level of support to where they can heal, right? So I think that's really what needs to be done. We need to shift the focus from the abuser to the, um, the victims. And I feel like that's the only way that it would justify or that, if anything, these victims will get true justice for these type of um, situations. I
1: hope
0: so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so too. Because, you know, as I said, this society is very unforgiving when it comes to um, people who have been victims of, you know, sexual assault and sexual abuse and rape and all these things. They're very unforgiving because once again, we are, we want to focus our energies on disproving their stories versus advocating and improving it. So, you know, uh, hopefully all the victims that came forth during the trial, they're able to heal and get some type of closure from this very long chapter uh, that they've had to go through. And, yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think the moral of the story is that people should just care more. Care more, believe more. And, once again, advocating more for victims than, you know, these abusers who don't deserve shit. Bottom line. And as your mom said, bun That's that. That is it and that is all. Yep. Sounds
1: like a last word to me.
0: There it is. There it is. Well, you know, that's all we got on that topic. Um. You know, R. Kelly's gonna spend his time, uh, whatever, and um, you know that's just gonna be that. Uh, and yeah, I have no sympathy. I don't feel sorry, and I can live without "Steppin' Into Love" or "Trapped in the Closet" or any of these songs again. I can live without it. There's other great songs out there and good people, so yeah, for all the Ronties out there and everyone else who. Um, is a avid R. Kelly supporter, I'm just going to say that you also believe in Trump and you don't believe the vaccine is real. And, uh, <laughs> or COVID's real. I'm just going to loot them all in the same category because they're all terrorists as far as I'm concerned. And it just circles back to the beginning of this episode. Oh
1: my goodness,
0: <laughs> let it go. I I'm shan't. Closing. I shan't all let right. it go. But um, that's a nice notion though. It's nice and I should just let it be, but I won't. I I'm going to be big petty.
1: Okay, well, if you choose violence like you often do, just uh, carry it with a grain of salt. That's
0: all. Mm, I'm, I'm a pound of salt. All I think right. It's a big pound. <sighs> anyway, gang.
1: Well, a that... pound is only sixteen ounces. <laughs>
0: What? Why? Why'd you have to, why you had a? It can't
1: person? be a big pound. I'm sorry. I'm a critical thinker. It can't be a big pound.
0: It have you, have you carried a pound?
1: A pound. A pound. A pound is a pound. Is a pound. It can't be a big pound. It can't be a small pound. Yes. All
0: right. Size, forget it. i You know. No, well, I mean. Nope. Have you carried around a pound on you all day?
1: Well, for me, size does matter. But it that, that's it, the point is not about me. It's about. You understand in the context of what you just said. But. Well,
0: I mean, not a literal pound. I didn't mean a literal pound of salt. I just meant a figurative pound as it. You know what I'm talking about. You're just trying to make do this. I? You're making yeah. this confusing. All right.
1: I, I was not. <laughs> it's okay. What? You, you, <laughs> what is happening? I'll let, you have the, I'll let you have the last word.
0: I do not want the last word. You got it.
1: It's too late. It's too late. Pound cake. Mhm. That's what your shirt's giving me. Anyway.
0: Wowzer. Wowzer. Perfect time to wrap this up. I'm over this right now. Pound cake. Well, not me it's,
1: snorting. It's a snort
0: for me. All right.
1: Okay. You know what? Forget it. Yes. I'm just not snort and not laugh.
0: <laughs> at my expense, at least uh anyway so thank you all for listening i uh, really appreciate it uh make sure to catch us on your favorite podcast platform soundcloud spotify apple podcasts iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts make sure to also follow us on social media on instagram even though late recently it went down that was a little scary I know a lot of people are a little scared when uh, facebook i didn't even
1: know it was down Right. That that sucks. That means the amount of time people spend on Instagram is alarming. Uh, alarming. I know the. Aunt, I didn't even know it was down.
0: I know the aunts and uncles were big tight that Facebook and Instagram was, well, WhatsApp as well. The whole Facebook WhatsApp. Family
1: yeah, ads. I got I, yo, I got so many uh, i messages. People, people were scared. That they, they forgot they had iPhones because I used to i message all the time. I hate WhatsApp except. For international calls. But everyone in Grenada started sending me iMessages. And I'm like, oh, y'all know this works now? On Wi-Fi? This is what I use all the time. Oh, well, yeah, I wanted to to call, but I didn't know how to video chat. I said, did you try FaceTiming? Oh, I forgot about that. Everyone is so WhatsApp.
0: I mean, where are they going to send their sparkly memes now?
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that shit. It don't hit hate the same when you send hands. me that fucking forwarded, good morning, have a blessed day. I'm not saying I don't want to have a blessed day. I don't want to see that f- tacky-ass text, that tacky-ass background, them sparkly-ass uh, fonts. Like, I, I hate that. I-, I I hated chain messages when I was younger. This is just an updated uh, virtual digital chain message that I yeah. just fucking hate. And my mom sends me them sometimes, too. And I just curve her and leave it on red because... I need you to get to the point like I don't want this shit. The, I'd rather you text me, good morning. I hate those forward. And then the thing is with WhatsApp, you see the actual forward on top. So yes. there wasn't even no rhyme or reason to it. You just forward the same bullshit.
0: The moment it says oh, forwarded. Sorry, I'm ranting. It's fine. I'm, I'm sorry. The moment the message says forwarded many times, you already know <sighs> that shit passed through half the island to get to you. Know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just like, uh uh, block, can't, <laughs> I can't block family. It's, you
0: can't I mean, block I can. family. I
1: you, can, but I can't. So it's like right. huh.
0: Yeah, I get it. I I, I have. But many... don't
1: don't don't be fooled. I've I've left plenty of group chat. So,
0: uh, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> for, for my peace. Uh, I've gotten many um many a WhatsApp from a mutual contact of ours. Um it's, a, it's an older young woman, <laughs> Only young lady that we know. But anyway, it's just, what's happened is a funny place. Anyway, um, but yes, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and um, TikTok. We're on TikTok as well and other places. And also follow me and Rovi on our social medias, respectively. And yeah, um, that's it for another episode for us. So make sure to tune in. Um, As I said, we had technical difficulties the other week, but we're back on track. And yeah, we're... Slowly crawling towards episode 200, which we are going to plan uh, some big things, hopefully. And, yeah, we're just excited to reach that huge milestone. And, yeah, that's, that's all we got. That's all I got.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Fantastic.
1: <sighs> well, it was good. Mm-hmm. This was good. I'm glad I got some things off my chest.
0: Yes, you clearly had that WhatsApp friend. <laughs> Just boiling.
1: <laughs> I I did not. It it just triggered, you know. Whatever. I'm
0: triggered.
1: <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs>
0: Funny. Uh all right, y'all. So yes, we will catch y'all next time and y'all have a great week.
1: Adios. Walk on the safe side.
0: Say goodbye, Ruby.
1: Bye, Roby.